From spooky legends past, down through generations, to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past. Come one, come all, come blinders and seekers, hear the creepy side of Diva. Welcome to the creepy side of NEPA. I am Dan Kozlowski. Here we are, our first episode of 2023. Feels great to be back behind the microphone again. Joining us on this episode is Richard Miller, Executive Director of the Oyster Hut Free Library in Wilkes-Barre. Over the past few months, the library has been getting quite its fair share of attention, should we say, for its creepy happenings. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. We brought you onto the show because it seemed to be getting a lot of publicity lately of the the library with some creepy happenings uh yes yes we have we had a um you know a local ghost hunting uh crew come in and they found some interesting stuff and i guess uh there's a national network so um uh, one of the national television shows uh professionally produced television shows picked it up and asked us if we can come they could come and visit our library so we were happy to have them i believe that was that was ghost hunters correct correct so what is a little bit of the back history of the property? What was it before the library, or was it always the library? Uh, well, we're located right in downtown Wilkes-Barre, near the river, so we know there was certainly Native American settlements here over the years. Um, I believe before it was a church, there were other uh, other buildings on the property. I think there may have been an additional wooden church, and then uh, they built the uh, stone building in the 1840s. It was a Presbyterian church. They were looking for a bigger space by the time the library was being founded in the 1880s. So that's when the library bought it and officially opened our doors here in 1889. Oh, so you guys are there for quite a while. Yes. Yep. So to your knowledge, there was two churches possibly on the property? I believe there were two, at least. Yes. And what were some of the creepy happenings happening there throughout time? Uh, well... Over the years, we, I've heard uh, different things. Many times, people hear, you know, some voices, some creaky, eerie sounds that are typical in an old building. But uh, one of the most sort of famous stories we have is that of one of the former librarians working here was trying to help a patron find a book. Uh, she went to the area of the shelves where it was supposed to be located. Uh, they couldn't find it, so she went ahead and you know kept searching. And as they moved down the aisles a few feet away, the the actual book they were looking for flew, flew off the shelf. So, well, that's pretty interesting. That was, right that in front of them, crazy. yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the most famous of the events. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just very odd because, like I said, it was in the wrong place, but it was the exact right book. Uh, it just flew off the shelf all of a sudden. Oh, the exact and, book uh, they were looking for, though. Yep, yep, it was the exact wow. the exact book they were looking for. We've had incidents of people that look like a staff member. They appear to be here, and someone followed them into the basement to ask them a question, and you know, suddenly the, the person was was no longer there. So it was some. It looked like a doppelganger of someone that actually worked here. Was um, it someone that worked there in the past, or someone that was currently working there? Uh, someone currently working oh. here, actually. Yep. Yeah, usually when you hear stories like that, it's always someone who worked there in the past, but never no. really someone currently working at an establishment. 
Yeah, yes. Um, so we have in the basement, we have what we call our magazine room where we store some of our older magazines or items that we don't have out on the main on the main library. And this person was walking downstairs toward that room and another library staff member was sort of following her. And when she got to the when the second person got to the bottom of the steps, the first person was nowhere to be found. Later on, she asked her about, you know, where did you go? How did you disappear so fast and she said well i was on my lunch break at that time so you know it was a real <laughs> doppelganger type story very very strange very odd wow a couple of the same type of stories huh yeah yep exactly seems to be very does it seem to have most of your activity in one cent one like central location in the library or seem to be all throughout the building uh i i think it seems to be throughout the building the only area I have never really heard anything uh, happening is in the children's library, which is our newest section, which was built in 18, 1982. So, you know, that's that's fairly new. So so maybe that's why. But I mean, like I said, the original church dates back to the 1840s. The library took over in 1880, around 1886. It actually opened as a library in 1889. There were some additions in the early 1900s and even into the 1950s. Plus, the building had been through several floods, most significantly the Agnes Flood. So, uh, you know, there, there's quite a bit of quite a bit of history happening here. Not to mention the fact that the Wyoming massacre that happened with Native Americans uh, not too not too far uh, away from here, a few miles down the road, happened. You know, there were some other incidences where the uh, Native Americans and settlers at the time clashed. So, yeah, as I say, uh, wasn't there a few battles like right there in that area too? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, the Wyoming Massacre, I think, is maybe three or four miles away. And uh, yeah, right here along the river, um, the way the settlements were located and uh, the geography of the area, this made it this made a you know perfect area. And the paths for the uh, Native Americans that were here at the time, this was their natural path to move from, you know, basically along the river up into New York from, you know, Maryland and the Chesapeake Bay area clear up into New York. So, um, it also became a, a natural a focal point for conflict and the confrontations that happened. Sure, and I'm just being that it was on that property for so long. I'm sure it saw its fair share of tragedy, and that's usually where ghost stories come from. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, and being a church, you know, we're not sure, you know, what had transpired exactly before. We're sure that you know there have been funerals and things that had had happened sure. here, but we. You know, as part of our research, we were asked to discover, you know, had anybody actually passed away here? And I, I couldn't find anything at the time, but um, this is actually uh, new since the National Ghost Hunter's appearance. But we actually found out that someone did pass away here who was using the library at the time and had some sort of medical emergency and and unfortunately you know, passed away while using the library. And this was probably 40 or 50 years ago, but... So there is actually an instance of, of people that passed away. Right, at least one that you know of. Right, right, at least one. And um, like like you said, with uh, the activity and the history and some of the clashes, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if there had been others. Um, there was some talk of that there, there's a possibility that there was an, a Native American burial ground uh, here uh, very close to our property, if not right on the property. So that's very possible. Right, so it's... Not that it just happened in the building. It could have happened on the property, like you said, with the clashes right. or anything like that. 
right? And, you know, the, the library building itself, which used to be the church, next door was uh, an empty ground that became the new Presbyterian church. So they moved, basically just moved next door from the libraries. And there is still a, a, a parcel of land between ourselves and the Westmoreland Club, which is still an empty piece of ground. So it, it's hard to tell what, what actually happened. You know, records weren't always the best. And um, of course. obviously with the settlers and the Native Americans clashing, people didn't stop to, to you know, take, take copious notes. So there's quite a bit of you know, un- unknown history, but Still, it certainly lends itself well to um, paranormal if you believe in that sort of thing, for sure. And I wasn't sure if it was your building or one of the buildings in your general neighborhood. I went on the ghost tour in Wilkes-Barre a couple of years ago, and I remember them mentioning something about finding tombstones in the basement. Um, I don't think it was this building, but like I said... Yeah, I, it might I have believe, been in that general area. I, I'm, I'm sure it was. I, I, I believe I've heard things uh, about... A, you know, burials taking place here. And again, um, with with the, the clashes that happened, yeah, it, w- it was not uncommon for the European settlers to build right on top of Native American burial grounds if, you know, they found that land was, was the most attractive. Right. So, I mean, we had a few years ago a historian in Wilkes-Barre talk about how Wilkes-Barre City Hall is built on an old graveyard. Yes, yes, that's absolutely true. I've, I've heard that from several different sources. So, like I said, there, there's quite a bit of history sure. uh, yep. in this area, and especially um, the closer you get to the river, because there weren't natural roadways and certainly the modern machinery to build roadways. So they, they used the river for navigation, and along the river was usually the flattest lands and easiest trails. So the, the closer you are to the to the Susquehanna River in our region, the more likely it is that you are you're passing on ancient pathways and burial grounds and ancient dwellings and sites of conflict. Now, since you guys had a couple of ghost investigating groups come in and even the National Ghost Hunters, have they ever able to find anything in your property? Um, yes, we actually found several things. Um, I'll start with the local group. They actually spent quite a bit of time in our basement. They found voices and recordings that they made, and it actually... In, in some cases, it sounded as though a child or some children were speaking German, and we know there had been German settlers in the area, so that, that was pretty interesting and unique. The local group uh, that did their investigation, they've been here, been here several times, and actually they, they have another visit planned to the Oosterhout um, coming up not too far from now, in, sometime in March. They, they discovered quite a bit of paranormal activity, and they did find... Different things, things we weren't expecting, but I'm glad they were able to do it and sure. and visit us. Um, and like I said, that's how we came to the attention of um, this national, you know, this national prominent group of ghost hunters. So uh, it, it was quite the experience. Um, so yeah, so in addition to what uh, they found, um, so when the national group came, I was more involved with. Uh, their activities and what they actually uh, came up with were some pretty interesting recordings. Um, they they could hear they heard voices on their equipment, and it sounded like um, sort of an, it wasn't a menacing voice, but it was kind of exasperating. Uh, like a librarian found some people here, 
you know, late at night or after, you know, as the library was closing and, you know, the voice kind of said, it's time to get out. It's time to leave, go home, things <laughs> so like that. Like, like so, you're getting thrown out basically. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not, not like they were being menaced or anything was right. happening, but just, uh, we're tired. <laughs> it's time for you to get out of here. So. Yep. Like it's time to close or you don't belong here now. You yeah, can't stay yeah, here, exactly. but you can't go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, like the old song says. Yep. But yeah. So, so we had that, um, they also found some interesting things in the basement. Again, some, some paranormal activity. They were walking along the, um, floors upstairs in, in our, what we call our stack wing. It's made of, um, structural glass so it's, it's part of the floor um back when the library was built and the wing was built uh there wasn't electricity or not very good reliable electricity so they did things like uh have glass floors so the light could filter in through the windows and provide better light you know that that kind of adds to the eeriness of the place but as they were walking along they also found that books were kind of sliding and, and moving and you know, as as they walked away, you know, something would pop out behind them. That that wasn't unexpected. So it's really interesting. Yeah, it sounds like there's definitely quite a bit of activity there at your library. Yes, yes, absolutely. And when you think um, of haunted locations, a library isn't something that pops right into your head. Right, right. It normally, I don't think it normally would be. But like I said, you know, the building having such a long and storied history, it's just right. Um, of course. Yeah, it just sort of lends itself well to that. Now, I believe you were talking about your uh, ghost paranormal group coming back again in the future? They, yes. You planned? Okay. Yes. Yes, um, I believe they'll be here sometime in March. You'll have to keep us informed if they find anything else. Absolutely. I will, I will send you the information. <laughs> I, I've never been a huge believer, but, uh, you know, tried to keep an open mind. We had a uh, maintenance person that worked here probably close to 40 years and uh he actually unfortunately passed away probably about a year ago in august and his office was downstairs and just outside of my office door is a, a set of stairs that goes to the basement and it would have been to the area where he worked but it, it's not our main access to the basement anymore so it's you know the door is still there but we have a gate across and we don't really use that no one really uses that right. stairway I've been here 10 years and I've never seen anything out of place or noticed anyone on it or heard anyone going up and down those steps. But for the three days after he passed away, the gate was open the first day. Uh, there were a little bit scraps of paper and it looked like the door at the bottom of the steps was slightly ajar, very, maybe half an inch. Well, I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought, well, someone was fooling around. So I just pulled the gate closed and I just imagine our, our maintenance staff would get the paper later as they came through to clean. But the next day, the gate was open even further. The paper was on the steps again, and the door at the bottom of the steps was open just a little bit more. And then it happened the third day, and I, I got to thinking, well, maybe he's trying to get back to his office to do some more work at the library. Yeah, geez, if he was there for 40 years, he probably really loved his job. He just didn't want to leave you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that was a bit of a unusual experience. That, that was probably my most memorable experience here. I know other staff members have seen things like, you know, in our ladies restroom for the staff, it's a typical restroom. It has stalls and sinks. And uh, one of our staff members said, 
coming out of the stall one day and all of a sudden the water in the sink was running and it was weird because she obviously she didn't hear the door open so no one else came in and turned it on and it hadn't been on when she came in and as she came out and looked at the sink the water turned off just as quick as it as it started so so that was that was strange we've actually had a, a few events in that restroom which are you know, it's it. You don't really think of restrooms are always the most pleasant things to talk about. But again, one of our maintenance staff working on the plumbing in that restroom, and he had been alone in the building. And, you know, there, you know, everything was out of use. But you know, he he walked out to get a tool or something, and he walked back in, and one of the fixtures looked like somebody had been using it to you know what you use a bathroom for a restroom for so yeah. um that was that was really weird and unusual he you know he said he didn't stick around too much longer after that and called the plumber to finish fixing the fixture but you know just, just little odd things like that one of the things to note in in all of the visits and the paranormal investigations we've had no one has ever found anything menacing like i understand sometimes uh, that happens. It, it seems like a lot of our, you know, the the paranormal events that they've been able to record and uncover are, are, are people being or you know, ghosts or whatever spirits that you would like to call them. They seem to be um, non-threatening or helpful. You know, right. you know, basically scolding someone that they're here too long is about it. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. Uh, I've been doing this podcast for going on four years now and a majority of the stories seem like good friendly ghosts i would say there are a couple ones that were menacing out there but that was very small percentage of the stories that i heard anyway yep exactly that um you know that's something i you've kind of considered and worried i don't want people to be frightened use the library but i guess it makes sense if there are ghosts here that are tied to the library and the history of the library and and we've been here, uh, you know, for the majority of the time that the building has been here, like, oh, 130 years or so. It seems like um, whatever events or spirits are here are are actually helpful in trying to help people find the right book or, you know, tell them to leave. Or um, we, we also had with the national investigation, it sounded like someone saying, what do you want? So, you know, Yeah, they're maybe, there to help you. They're not there to, to harm you at all. Right, right exactly. Exactly. That's what we found so far. So pleased to hear that. <laughs> it definitely sounds like a very interesting place, and you definitely have a lot of paranormal activity, it sounds like. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It does it does seem, um, and again, like I said, I, I wasn't sure what to think, but people that have invested in the time and technology and learning to, to study these sort of things, that they all pretty consistently find something that, even if you're a skeptic, it has to make you wonder, make you question, well, you know, could it be? And um, it, it is pretty consistent in the, the type of events and, and things that you hear about. You know, for example, I, I had some relatives here helping with a fundraising event. And, you know, we were closing down and putting things away for the night. Mm-hmm. And my aunt heard noises and voices. And uh, it was like a little crowd of people. And yeah, it just scared the bejesus out of her, and she wanted to get out of here, but no, none of the rest of us heard it. But she, to this day, she insists she heard something. So, and like when you uh, just mentioned the crowd of people, it makes me wonder maybe they're meeting up for church or something that it, we don't it, know about. It, it very well could be. It very well could be. It could go back to the 
you know, the history of the church. Uh, maybe they're here for a wedding or a funeral or right. just Sunday service. Do you notice any of the paranormal activity happening on something like more on Sundays? Now that you mentioned well, that, it made me wonder. You know, actually, that is a good idea. I didn't really think of that, but since we are not traditionally here on Sundays, I yeah, you never know. Then really <laughs> notice that. I mean, I've I've stopped in or I've I've come to do some work on Sundays, but right. I haven't really noticed anything. But usually, that would be later in the afternoon anyway, when True. Uh, churches traditionally are not in session. But we are here Saturdays, and I know it was a Saturday when um, my aunt heard those noises. So. That's more of a, a wedding day traditionally. Yeah, could so could be a connection there. Knows, maybe, maybe they're here for a good occasion, a <laughs> wedding, or you know, like I said, you know, a sad occasion like a funeral. Or yeah, that's actually a very good, very good question. We'll yeah, it just popped into my mind. Sunday. Yeah, when you mentioned that, when Sunday services, it <laughs> sort of well, actually, the dots there. part of our building is um, the old Sunday school room. So, and that's um, that. We were in a little hallway between the, the main library, which is the, the old church itself, where the services would take place, and the Sunday school room, and she heard the voices coming from behind her, where the Sunday school room would have been. So, you know, it's very possible there was some sort of, you know, paranormal reception or right. activity going on. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time on you, Richard. I'd like to thank you for joining our show, and seems like you had some great stories to share with us. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, if I think of any more, I'll certainly let you know, but I think those are some of the highlights. Yeah, sounds like it. Thank you very much, and like I said, feel free to contact us if you find anything else. I will do that. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Creepy Sight of Neba. Before I leave you this evening, just a few quick announcements. The Oyster Hut Free Library in downtown Wilkesbury will be holding a paranormal event hosted by the Wyoming Valley Ghost Tours, featuring the paranormal couple. The event will be held on Friday, March 3rd, from 6 to 11. For more information or tickets, they are available through Wyoming Valley Ghost Tours. You can find them on Facebook. One more thing to mention with the Oyster Hut Free Library, they do host a horror club at the library. For more information on that, you could find it on the library's website, oysterhut.info, or once again, look them up on Facebook. For all you late owls out there, you can now hear the creepy sight of NEPA on WNEP Plus every night at midnight. One last announcement before I close this evening's episode. Keep your eyes on WNEP's creepy sight of NEPA Facebook page for a big announcement coming up. We are planning an event coming up in the near future. Can't say too much about it, but as soon as we hammer out the details, we will be posting some information on social media. Until next time, enjoy the creepy sight of NEPA. This has been the creepy side of NEPA. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, send it to ghost at WNEP.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from you. <laughs>